What is up, everyone? Welcome to the Hard Money Podcast. I'm Chris Casella here with Grant Smith, as always. And together, we run a private lending business called Sharper Capital Partners out here in Cincinnati, Ohio. Grant, good morning. Morning, Chris. Happy to be here. Today, we're going to be talking about funds versus direct placement. This is really focused on investors who will be either investing in pretty much investing into these hard money loans. These are two types of structures that uh, these giant lending companies or small lending companies kind of employ for their capital structure to run their business. So let's go ahead and actually I'll provide some clarity here real quick. When we talk about funds, we're talking about indirect placement. And when we're talking about direct placement, we're talking about something called a trust deed. We're going to go ahead and explain that here real quick just to kind of get some clarity. And then uh, we'll dive into the pros and cons of each and give you guys a little bit more transparency and clarity as to where should I be parking my money and what our opinion is on that subject. So uh, what is a direct placement method versus a fund? And direct placement is where the investor, the node investor, has the ability to choose the specific deal they're going to put their capital into. Whereas opposed to a fund where um, they're investing into this fund where the sponsor of the fund will be basically deploying their capital how they see fit in the direct placement model, the note investor gets to select which specific product or which specific project they want to loan their money on. And in the direct placement model, the deal is brought to you by the sponsor, right? So... um, and, and we're bringing we're bringing our note investors, and in, in our instance, we run a, a trustee direct placement model. So we're bringing we're bringing deals to our note investors, saying, "Hey, um, this is a this is a loan that we're going to originate. Would you like to invest in the note?" And um, as opposed to a fund structure where you know you put your you put your money or your capital into a fund, and the sponsor is going to dictate and say, "Hey, this is where." The money's going, and you don't necessarily have a say over that. Um, they're they're gonna they're gonna solicit the deal, and they're just gonna they're gonna place it on their own. You know, your capital is going into a deal or a number of deals. You don't you just don't know which ones. Right, it's just not that transparency. Yeah, and and you might uh, based on how the fund's structured, you might own a small piece of a a bunch of different bunch of different notes, which for diversification purposes can be a good thing. But um, we'll get into a little more of that here. The, the other cool thing about the direct placement model as opposed to the fund is you as the investor have rights to a specific piece of collateral. And that might not be super important to you if you're not familiar with the area that you're investing in, but our model is invest local, lend local. So we take on local investor capital and we deploy it in local markets. So for a lot of our investors, it's reassuring to know, hey, I'm loaning on a deal as we go back to our old example, um, we're, we're loaned on a deal in Marymount, Ohio, as opposed to Lachlan, Ohio. And, uh, uh, not that we're, you know, uh, saying, you know, we wouldn't do a deal in that market either, but, um, investors have the ability to choose where they want to put their capital. Yeah. Just from the investor's perspective, maybe the investor just feels more comfortable having his or her capital in somewhere like Marymount, Ohio. That's just the kind of deals that they want to do. And in a direct placement model, you have that autonomy, you have that control over where your capital is going. So when we look at the difference between these two types of models, you're really thinking about three big things, collateral, returns, 
and placement. And Chris, I'll let you start on collateral and then I'll pick up on returns. Yeah, this is what we were just kind of touching on uh, a second ago. In the direct placement model, if you're an investor, we'll just give an example for this. So let's say um, somebody comes to us and they want to deploy their capital in a deal. They have $100,000. Well, we'll say to them, okay, well, here's a deal that we have in so-and-so area. It's for about $100,000. We can put your capital to work right here. And this is the property that's going to be collateralizing your loan. Meaning if the loan goes bad or if the project goes bad, here's the property that you're going to get, right? You're an investor, you know exactly what's going to happen if things go sideways. Whereas in a fund, the collateral spans all projects and properties in the fund. So that doesn't necessarily mean you're less protected because they're still doing asset-backed loans. It's still a very safe way to invest. It's the biggest thing here that you'll hear us hit on throughout this episode is just the transparency and the autonomy, right? You don't know which properties are collateralizing your loan. You have to put complete and utter trust in the fund that they're picking good projects and that they're not just deploying capital because they have more capital coming in. And something I want to double back on there too, Chris, is you know we use the word safe and what makes these deals safe is the underwriting. You know, So the the hard asset is a nice nice to have the underwriting is what makes it is what can give you a lot of security um so and the reason i wanted to highlight that is because we're going to double back on that again um later in this podcast for sure get a little more clear yeah but in terms of returns what's fortunate about the direct placement model is it's it's very clear um when you invest when you invest your funds um under a direct placement model such as with our company you're going to invest in a note and the, the terms of the note are going to be very clear for us they're 10%. And you know that you're going to earn 10% on your money as long as that project is taking place. As opposed to a fund where the, um, the returns are going to be predominantly performance-based. These funds might be taking in a lot of capital. And their job is to go out and place that capital as quickly as they can and, and turn through it as quickly as they can so that they're keeping the investor's money at work for as long as possible through their besting period. And um, one, of the, one of the things to note, though, is, look, if, if you are going out and you're, you're going into a direct placement model and you know it's 10%, you know you're going to get 10%. Well, under the fund structure, if they're doing most of their notes around 10% or at 10%, it really comes down to, okay, well, how long are they going to, or how long is my money going to be actively working in these deals? Because, you know, at best you're going to get 10%. So um, just some things to note there. And we can move on to placement now and, and talk a little bit about that. Yeah, absolutely. And again, this is something we touched on, but just to, to, to make it a little bit more clear, and the direct placement model, it's in the name, right? Placement, direct placement. The investor controls which projects his funds, his or her funds are actually invested in. So if we come to you, right? Let's say we have an established relationship with you as an investor. We come to you and we say, hey, here's this deal in so-and-so place, in so-and-so market in Cincinnati. Uh, you know, Are you interested in funding it? You can vet this deal if you want to, right? Again, we have investors who are very passive. We'll have investors who are very passive and very active. And if you're a little bit more active and you want to be involved in the decisions that are made, then you can vet this project, right? You can you can go so far as to drive by the project or the property if you really want to, right? You have that level of control, especially since we lend local, invest local, et cetera. And that's really the big thing here. 
Whereas with a fund, the sponsor controls which projects your funds are invested in. So again, you kind of hand them over your money and then you just trust that they're going to be making good decisions. And, you know, we'll talk a little bit more about which decision we've made for our business. I think you can probably already tell we're direct placement. We'll talk about why that's the case. Uh, But we're not trying to say one is better than the other. It's just going to be different depending on what your investment style is, you know, your level of comfortability with handing your your funds over and trusting a fund. Whereas with a direct placement, you might want to have a little bit more say, a little bit more autonomy in that. Yeah. And I mean, I'll go ahead and just like highlight something there just because we're already on the topic. It's, it's like when you're working with a fund, one of the big benefits there is your funds are going to passively continue to be put into deals and it's going to be a, in a way, a, a lot less work for you as opposed to the direct placement model where, Hey, you have to make a decision. Like, do you want to, do you want to put your money in this deal, which, which can be more friction than people want. And let's say they're not Maybe let's say they're doing loans in areas that they're not familiar with. So, what's the difference between direct placement or a fund for them? Yeah, you know, it just it just might not, might not make sense. But uh, we'll go ahead and talk about you know why we chose this direct placement model and, yeah. and and some of the perks that we see there. Really quickly too, I just want to make sure. I mean, there are definitely you know that's a good distinction. But there are also people in the direct placement model who hand over their funds and then take a step back and say, Chris and Grant, at your discretion. Right. It's just, I think with the direct placement model, you have the option to, to take a look on an individual basis. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Just wanted to highlight that for people who might not be familiar with this and are hearing about it for the first time. No, that's a great point. So we chose this direct placement model. Uh, there's a, there's a few key points here, but the first one we'll talk about is investor control. And really what we wanted to do is we wanted to create opportunities for investors that we wish we had. I mean, that's really what it comes down to. And for us, control is important. So being able to pick projects that suit your standards is a huge benefit in terms of confidence in what you're doing. If you're in a fund, you know, for me personally, not knowing specifically where my money's going to, uh, and, and I, again, I'm probably one of more of those dominant type personalities, but I like to know exactly where my dollars are going because let's face it, I, I you know, I, I'm not super convinced that every sponsor out there is going to be able to handle my funds the way that I would want them handled. But me knowing that, Hey, my collateral at the end of the day is this specific property and I can go out there and say, I know this is a good deal and there's enough margin in here. Well, you know, that, that's, that makes me a lot more confident in the investment product. Right. One of the things that this makes me think of is back in college, just having these conversations as we were learning about finance and we were learning about ETFs, index funds, all this different stuff, mutual funds and the different vehicles in which you can invest your money. And then learning about all the fees that are established with mutual funds and how, you know, some of the traders might just trade because they get a fee for every trade rather than trading because it's the right thing to do. I think that really opened our eyes to the fact that, you know, we can put our money into an index fund. And like we talked about one of our earlier episodes, get, uh, you know, the exact number, but roughly 10%, right? If we get invest in the S&P 500 index fund for its lifetime value, we just put our money there. Don't think about it. We're going to hope, you know, and expect to get 10% over the long run. Nowadays, you know, so if we're going to put our money to work in something that's going to, other people are going to be overseeing, we want to make sure that they're making the right decisions. And that's just, that's how we invest. And to your point, we want to create a business and we want to be an opportunity for people that we would love to have ourselves. The other big component there, and we've hit on it a number of times just in the the preceding comments, is the transparency offered by the direct placement model. 
specifically there's a clear duration period, which I think is important for a lot of people. Let's say you're going to go invest in a note under a direct placement model. You're going to know specifically what the terms of that loan are. And if it has any extension periods or options, you're going to know what those are as well. So let's say it's, it's a six month loan with a three month extension, which, you know, is more common right now because market prices are changing. Um, that that's really helpful for someone who might say, Hey, I'm going to put my capital to work here temporarily while I'm out here looking for a new opportunity. And we get that. I mean, that, that makes perfect sense to us. And originally that's the whole reason this business was started is because we were turning through capital and looking to place it elsewhere more long-term as with a fund where there's going to be a period of time where you're going to be expected to stay vested. And, um, although those, those terms, might be clear as well there. I don't want to speak too much because every everyone does it differently. Um, you'll know that when your project is done, at least from the direct placement model, that your funds are ready to come back to you and not just when the vesting period is over. Yeah. Returns for the specified period are also very clear, and that's something we talked about earlier. It's it's very helpful to know that when you put your money to this deal, this is the rate of return you can expect as opposed to the rate of return you can hope for in a fund. And then again, going into knowing it, the intricacies of every single deal that you're in. I mean, maybe that's too much for some people, but it's nice to have the information there as opposed to, uh, you know, as opposed to just some KPI saying, oh, you're at 65% loan to value in general, which again, that's, that's where we're trying to be at. That's great. But are you? I mean, you know what, what home prices are selling for in, in your area. You know, so if you're doing a deal with us, you can look at a property and go, yeah, it's going to sell for this. They bought it for this. This is how much work they're putting into it. I can see on the draw schedules that they're posting and updating me with. So you you have a, a much, much clearer picture of what's actually going on. Right. And I think this actually, this transitions perfectly to the next point, because if you can be an investor who wants to vet the people that you're investing with in the very beginning me, so maybe you're very active in the beginning. You're you're very much involved with the decisions that are being made, where your money's being placed, how things are working, um, what kind of decisions you're making regarding the underwriting, etc. And then maybe you know you you build that trust with the people that you're investing with, and then you decide, okay, well, you know, I don't really want this to be my responsibility anymore. I want to hand over my money, and I want you guys to just keep doing what you've been doing for the past X amount of time that you've been building the trust with them. And so that's the, the next big point that we were making is you can be as active or as passive as you want as an investor with a direct placement model. And, you know, we look at investors as our partners. We've touched on this in previous episodes. We want everybody to win from the rehabber to us as Sharper Capital Partners to our investors who are investing with us, who we kind of look at as all the same vehicle working together to be able to run this really efficient business and provide benefits for every party. So that active versus passive flexibility is something that's really important as well. Yeah, I think you did a mic drop on that point. So I'm going to go ahead and just move on from there. (laughs) (laughs) The last point, and it's something that, you know, we talked a lot about the investor's perspective on this, but I kind of want to circle back and look at this last point from our perspective. I do not want to be in the position where I have to force deals. And let me explain what I mean by that. When when funds are deployed in a direct placement model, they're not deployed unless we have a deal, right? So the deal comes first. 
under the fund model, the capital comes first and the deals come second. And why that makes me personally uh, uncomfortable is because if someone gives me their capital and puts it in my fund, meaning it's it's not with them, it's with it's with us, then I'm going to feel obligated to go out and do deals. Maybe even do deals that I otherwise wouldn't because I'm just trying to keep that capital working. Um, you know, and, and, and when it's all kind of blended, you might think, well, maybe I can do some, some good deals here and some riskier ones there. But under our model, every deal has to stand on its own legs. And that's where I would, I would, I would not feel comfortable going under the fund model, at least at this time for myself personally, because I'm not saying it can't, a fund can't be operated right. But the idea that hey, when your funds are with us, it's only when we have a deal as opposed to when your funds are with us, we're out there soliciting and working on deals. It's just a totally different mindset, in my opinion. Right. Yeah. And this is something that Chris and Jason over at Harmony Bankers talk about all the time. They talk about having way more capital available than they have deals available. And this is why they stress the importance of marketing and everything to be able to keep up and and to make sure they're balanced. But this is a really important point. I totally agree with that. All right, so kind of wrapping up here, there's no right or wrong way to do this thing. the people who are running either type of model can do it poorly and they can do it well. So this is by no means a, you know, it it has to be done this way type of thing. This is just what we're comfortable with and what works for us. Um, It really comes down to personal preferences on where the investor is going to place their capital because maybe they do find good operators in the fund space and those operators are in markets that they understand and know, or maybe they're not. And the investor just trusts the judgment of those operators, those sponsors, whatever you want to call them. Um, it just, it just really comes down to what they're trying to take away and what kind of flexibility they want. The most flexible option you're probably going to have is with the direct placement model. That's just, that's just the truth of it based on how these things are set up. If you want to be more active, you can be, but in a fund, you can only be so active. But whether you're investing in direct placement or in direct placement or as, as we call a fund, you have to keep your eye on what matters and that is loan to value. I mean, at the end of the day, you should be able to go through there and it gets tougher in a fund because you're not, you can't really make your own particular judgment call on all these properties unless the fund's relatively small. Um, but you want to keep an eye on what the perceived loan to value is for these properties because if exposure starts to go up, your your risk starts to go up. You know yeah, I mean? in the fund, I mean, you know, I, I can't speak to this personally because I've never invested in one for this specific type of investment, but I would imagine that they have a monthly or quarterly letter to, to investors where they're telling you the overall loan to value of their fund. And that's a number that you should be, or maybe it's the average loan to value, you know, whatever it might be, some indicator of what their exposure is. And that's something that you should be keeping a close eye on, regardless of how passive of an, of an investor you are. Just uh, that that's the most important thing in this business. So I would agree. Big time, big time. Yeah, so I think that about does it for this episode. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening to the Hard Money Podcast. Stay tuned for our upcoming episodes where we continue to share our experiences and lessons as we build this private lending business. As always, if you have any questions, comments, or if you just want to connect, we'll leave our contact info down below in the description. And if you're watching this on YouTube, leave a comment and we'll make sure to get back to you. Thanks again, guys, and we'll see you next time.